Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. But for now, we hope you enjoy this message from our guest minister. Thanks for tuning in today. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we love you with everything within us. Hallelujah. We worship our Savior this morning. We worship you, our Lord Jesus Christ, head of the church. Hallelujah. We magnify our God. We magnify your plans. We magnify your goodness this morning. We magnify your mercy and your mercies. Hallelujah. We thank you that healing is a mercy. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for all that you bought and paid for us to have victory, joy, blessing. Hallelujah. And we thank you for the plan and the plans that you have for us. Hallelujah. For your plans are to prosper us and bless us. Hallelujah. For you know, you said, I know the thoughts. I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for blessing. Plans for victory. Hallelujah. Oh, plans for good and not evil. Hallelujah. A hope, a future, an expected end. The glory to God. Father, we thank you for your plan for this church. Your plan for this city. Hallelujah. Your plan for this region. Oh, devil, you're not going to have this place. You're not going to have this region. We're not turning it over to you. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are here. Jesus is Lord over this church. Jesus is Lord over our families. Jesus is Lord over the family of the church of God in this city and this church. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for your plan, your will, your purpose for this service, Father God, being done. Hallelujah. And we'll give you every bit of honor, every bit of glory. Hallelujah. All the praise. Come on, just lift up your hands. Jesus, we praise you in this place. We lift you up. We lift you up. We lift you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You all are the sweetest people. I'll tell you, everybody, if you came here, you would get a spirit of pride the way you all are so sweet to me. Hallelujah. You know, everybody's just like, oh, I, we so enjoyed. Everybody said, had such nice things to say. You know, I bought a new faucet uh, here last, this last Christmas because my faucet died on the 24th. Isn't that amazing? I called the plumber. <laughs> I said, He's a nice guy. He's fixed our water heater when it blew up, you know, and he knows us a little bit. And I said, please, you have to help me. My faucet just blew up, and it's the 24th. And he said, I'll be able to make it on the 28th. And I said, really? <laughs> and he said, yeah. So I went to Home Depot, right? And my dad was an electrician. He taught me how to put in outlets. How hard could a faucet be? Okay? So, <laughs> so I go to Home Depot, and... Bruce is with me. Now, Bruce knows less than I do, okay? So we go in. We're looking at all these faucets, and we find this faucet. We become enamored with this faucet, you know? It, you touch it, and it comes on. You touch it. Yeah, it's the most amazing thing. And, uh, you know, and, uh, it, uh, it, it costs like $350. And the one that you just touch the handle and move, is like $50. So I'm like, 
here's the $50 faucet. But Bruce really likes this touch the finger on the thing and it comes on, you know. So we buy the touch the finger on the thing and then I go home and install it. I, let me tell you what I did. I put bubble wrap inside the cabinet it layered it with bubble wrap and laid on my back inside the cabinet. <laughs> well, somebody needs to market that right there. Okay, it was, it was a, anyway, we got enamored with this faucet. But you know, I don't even notice the faucet anymore. You know, here was this fancy, really expensive faucet. And how many know uh, the person who brings the word were the faucet? There are different kinds of faucets. <laughs> <laughs> there's the $50 faucet and then there's the blingy faucet. <laughs> but how many know it's not really the faucet? It's what comes through the faucet, Amen. you know? So I, we don't even notice that expensive faucet anymore, you know, except everybody gets confused who comes to our house and tries to turn it on, you know? But we don't notice the faucet, but what we notice is what comes through the faucet. And I'm telling you, God sent you some amazing faucets. Amen. To this church. I was looking at Matt, uh, Matt Flanders, and you know, when I met Matt, Matt had hair. <laughs> when he got up today, I said, who's that bald eagle? I mean, who's that Matt up there? <laughs> so mean. But I have just, Bruce and I have loved this church, and you know, when I'm flying in the other day, I, I honestly, when I, when we got into the city, my heart as I saw the lights, I said, God, I love this place. And I thought, why would I love Sioux Falls, South Dakota? You know, just, I've only been there, you know, I could probably count 10 times on my hands the times I've been here. And I said, why do I love that so much? And out of my heart came this, because you love what God did. And you love the people of God Amen. in this place. You love what God's doing here. All I've ever known about Sioux Falls, South Dakota is what God's doing here. And I'll tell you, you are precious to him. This church was established by the hand and the thought of God. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and not evil. Thoughts of blessing. How, well, let's just read it. Thoughts of peace. Not evil, to give you an expected end. For I know the thoughts I think towards you. I know the plans, thoughts of peace, to give you a final outcome. God's thinking thoughts about faith, family, fellowship. He has been from the first second that he sent these two people. How many know there's different kind of churches in this town? How many know this is not the only Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank God. It takes a village to win a city. Hallelujah. It takes many people in their place. And not everybody has the same, same calling to do the same thing. But I'm telling you something. The reason some people uh, don't enter into all that God has for them. You know, Jesus talked about different kind of grounds. He said there's stony ground. You know, there's, there's grounds with weeds in it. There's, you know, there's, there's good ground. He talked about four different kinds of grounds. And sometimes some people pastor just a certain kind of ground. I'm glad you're good ground. Look at your neighbor and say, we're good ground. 
What's good ground? Good ground is ground that doesn't reject the word when it hears it. Good ground is word that, that won't be offended. Good ground. I'm telling you, the enemy is after you because he's after this church. If he can get the church member, he can get the call of God. But I'll tell you what, God sent you two men, two men, two women, men, two, two pastors, a couple, two precious people who we've known since the 80s, 80, 79, yeah, 80, and uh, watched, watched God. Watch them yield themselves fully to God. Not everybody yields themselves fully to the word. Not everybody yields themselves fully to God. And God will use you as far as you will yield yourself. But you get a man, you take Saul of Tarsus. Saul, vehement, after it kill. He believed in what he was doing. He was there when they stoned Stephen. He was grabbing people. He was, he was going from house to house, taking people to Jerusalem. Anybody who even hinted, breathed Christian on them, they killed them, took them, you know, crucified them, did whatever they did to them. But Saul had an experience with God. Saul on his way to uh, Tarsus, wasn't it Tar Damascus, thank you. Not yet Tarshish yet. He was on his way to Damascus after just Stephen had, had been stoned. And, and Saul is on his way to Damascus. And the Lord Jesus Christ shows up. He falls off his horse. He has a vision. He struck vine with the glory of God. The power of God was on him so strong that he couldn't see. I've been in the glory sometimes so strong that it's like a, a fog in the room. This is one of those churches. This is one of those places that God saw. God saw a man. God saw a man named Saul and called him. And he said, you'll be an instrument for me. But Saul had to yield. Saul, when he said, who art thou, Lord? He knew it was something supernatural. He said, I'm Jesus I'm who you're persecuting. I am. I'm who you're persecuting. And Jesus sent people to uh, minister to him, to loose him. But Saul, who he ne renamed Paul, Jesus did, had to yield himself to God to be used. And God sent you two people who yielded themselves to the plan. For I know the plan, God said. I have an expected end. But between the I know the plan and the expected end, there's a whole lot of stuff that happens. How many know that? But how many know God knows people who will yield themselves fully and walk out the plan? And I was praying in the Holy Ghost this morning. And uh, uh, what to minister? I was praying last night. And, I'm, and I kept praying about the plan for this church. The plan and the why. Why God sent this church here. Why God sent two people here. And I got to thinking about Paul, who had that experience on the road to Damascus. Paul, knocked off his horse, yielded himself fully to God. And then, this is what happened to Paul. Listen to this. Uh, Paul, the people stirred up in Acts 12. They stirred up the people. 
the Jews stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes came upon him and caught him. And they brought him to the council and they set up false witnesses, which the man, which this man ceases, and saying this man ceases not to speak blaspheming words against the holy place. This is the one who yielded himself fully. This is the one who God knocked off a horse, who was struck blind, who had a plan. God said, I know the plan. Just because you're in the ministry and the enemy comes and stirs up strife and stirs up things. Listen to this. They stirred up the people. Who was that stirring up the people? The same demon that's stirring up things right now in Washington. That's who. Don't think it's strange that things are being stirred up when God has a message and God has something to say to this nation and we the people will not back down off the message that God sent this, this, uh, this group here for. This nation was not formed out. When people didn't show up and say, we're going to form a nation. A people showed up who had a message, who had a cause, and it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And they became a thankful people, and they became a nation. Those people with a message became a nation, and we are still the people with the message. Amen. Paul had a message. Hallelujah. He, he, uh, he, he, the Lord ministered to him and he got mighty revelations about who you are in Christ. He was a devout Jew and he got blessed with a message. Hallelujah. And listen to this, Acts 12, 1. About that time, here the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church and he killed the brother of John with the sword because he saw it pleased the people, the Jew. And he proceeded even to take Peter also. Acts 13, 50. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women. How many times have we seen women right now? There's a bunch of women stirred up. Devout. Honorable women. But they're stirred up for the wrong cause. How many times in church have we seen devout and honorable women yield to a demon, yield to the wrong thing? How many know we don't want to yield to the wrong thing? We don't want to be the ground that rejects the word. We don't want to be the ground that's offended at the word or offended at those who bring the, the word, the faucet. You reject the faucet and honey, you don't touch it. You don't get what comes out of it. You don't turn the faucet on and the faucet will not have water for you. You won't be able to hear it. When you hear it, you become offended. If you're becoming offended, you know you've got the wrong. You know you're not right. You know, it's everybody has the choice. I can remember Bruce and I at Raymond Bible Training Center the enemy, if he can't get you without, he'll try to get you within. And we worked for the, one of the most clean, wonderful ministries that, that there is on the face of the earth. And I'm telling you, we saw time after time with employees where the enemy would try to come in and get you offended 
at the faucet because he hates the message because the enemy doesn't know everything but he's heard about the plan for the city he's heard about the plan for your child he's heard about the plan for your healing he's heard about what God wants to do so if he can get you offended at that second ground he can keep you from the faucet he can keep you from the place where you receive Oh, my goodness. So important. I thought about your pastors today. I remember them living in the back of the church. When things got hard, they never quit. I remember the kids living in the back of the church when things got hard. They never quit. You know, God calls families. But, you know, I've seen a lot of pastor's kids who've come out with rotten attitudes afterwards because of the hardships. Paul had hardships. Listen to this. These kids didn't have a rotten attitude. These kids came out still serving God, still trusting him. Do you know why they did that? Because they didn't hear their mama and daddy go to the back room of the church when things were hard and talk mean about the people. These people never, we know them. If you're, if you're going to get dirt, we get it because we all talk. In the ministry, we get together and talk about God. We talk about how to do things. We talk. These people don't talk dirt. When the dirt's flying, these people walk in love. They bless. They do good. They pray. Hallelujah. And you know what their kids saw? Their kids saw that. No, we bless them. We pray. We do good. When things were hard, they didn't take revenge. Hallelujah. Do you know why? Because this church has a message. Because God has a plan for this church and he's not done. The expected end is not here yet till the last soul of this city has been won. Until the last person who's dealing with sickness has been healed. Until the last marriage that says there's no hope has found hope. This church is not done. Hallelujah. And they're not done. This family's not done. Oh, my goodness. The enemy would try to come and divide and devise plans, but God's plan stands. God's plan has stood the test. I think this church has been through some testings. What do you think? Hallelujah. And you're still here. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're still standing. Listen to this. This is going to bless you. And there came certain Jews from Antioch who persuaded the people having stoned Paul. Pastor... Have you got, have you been stoned yet? <laughs> that, that was the best response I've ever heard. That was I'm never going to read this scripture the same again. <laughs> but listen to this. 
They came and persuaded the people. They persuaded the people. That's what the enemy's trying to do right now in this nation. You know, you've got devout and honorable people, yes. But the enemy's stirring things up. The devil's stirring things up. Why? Because of the message. You know, this wasn't about a man being elected to the Supreme Court, what just happened. You know, this wasn't all about a man. This was about a message, and this was about the lives of unborn children. And the enemy knows it. Hallelujah. And they said this. He came from Antioch. The Jews came from other places. Imagine that. And showed up in Washington. I mean in Antioch and Iconium. Who persuaded the people. Having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. How be it at the how be it as the disciples stood around him, he rose up. I'll tell you, there's always a remnant of people. When times are tough and when the enemy screams the loudest and when there's been a stoning and it looks like you're dead, who will gather around, who will gather around disciples, says they stood around them. They stood around them. And it says, and he rose up. <laughs> I think there's been some feet. You, you just need to, to say amen or in this church. Because I'll tell you what, when things were rough, this church stood. You make, you mark in your heart. You, you mark uh, ahead of time, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You decide that when the chips are down, I'm the one who stands around the faucet. I'm the one who guards the message that comes out of the faucet. It's too important. What comes out of the faucet will keep your children. What comes out of the faucet, you know, it's easy to get offended. It's easy to, to walk and, and, you know, get mad when somebody treats you mean in the nursery, you know, and, uh, Especially when there's men there on Saturday morning. <laughs> teasing, 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 teasing. You know, it's easy though to, to look at things and take offense. It's harder to stand around something that looks like it lost. And where you could get hurt too. But they stood and he rose up. Hallelujah. And then look at this. He rose up and he came into the city. God's not done with Sioux Falls. Amen. This church is here for such a time as this. There is a destiny just like there was on Esther, just like there was on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just like there was on Paul, just like there was on the disciples. There's a destiny on this church because this church is a church that will yield fully to the Holy Ghost. This church is a church that will be made fun of because you yield fully to the Holy Ghost. This church is a church that the enemy was going will go after 
because you yield to the Holy Ghost. Notice it didn't say it stirred up, the Jews came and they stirred up the devout men against uh, who, whoever wasn't doing anything. Right now there's such a, a move of acceptance and, and you know, we want to be relevant. We want to, you know, how many know we drive cars and we don't ride buggies? Hello. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, unless you want to drive a buggy. And, and you know, how many know we, we change styles or we, we try to, you know, as they go. I can't wear stilettos anymore and I'm, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to. Hello, you know. Stilettos are in. I, I can't, I, I'm, not, I'm not wearing them. I'm just not. So there you go. But yeah, that's a joke. That would have been a great place to laugh. Amen. <laughs> I guess that was a bad joke. Anyway. You know, there's different styles. You know, every generation, you know, things change. But the Bible is very clear on some, some things, some fixed points that do not change. The Bible's clear about the new birth. The Bible's clear about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Even though some whole groups stop with just the new birth, some whole groups don't even get to the new birth. But then you've got groups that stop with the new birth. The, vibe, the Bible's very clear about healing. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. You get in and find out what it says. The Bible's very clear about victory for you and your family. The Bible's very clear about the second coming of Christ. Hallelujah. That he is about to come and that he loves this world and that he wants to use us. Hallelujah. But it's amazing how the enemy does not pick on things that aren't doing anything. If you've been persecuted, if you've had a test, if you've had the enemy come against you, if you've had trials, if it seems like all hell has been stirred up against you, you know what you need to do? Glory to God, I am doing something. Hallelujah. Don't look at what's wrong. Look at what's right. Look at the greater one who's been given back to you. The greater one. His name's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We're not trying to quiet him down in church. We're trying to know him more. Hallelujah. But the trend right now is to quiet, quiet, you know, uh, relevant no, relevant is clothes. Relevant is, is not driving a buggy. Relevant, yes, we're going to be relevant. We're going to smell good. We're going to look good. Yes, we're going to change. Uh, we're not going to do uh, just old hymns. We're going to do amazing new music that God's moving on. But I'm telling you, the fixed points we cannot move off of. The precious new birth, the precious Holy Ghost, who Jesus said, there's going to be a well, but I'm sending you a river, and you're going to need this river. It's going to have power in this river, and you need to have this power, and you need to go get filled up with the power. And when they were filled in Acts chapter (laughs) 2, they looked drunk. There's a whole move right now for our children from the enemy to uh, just bring in drunk, not on Holy Ghost, but on alcohol. And it's okay. If you drink, I'm not after you right now, but I'm telling you, 
There is a substitute that the enemy has. There is a substitute that he says you need when you've had a bad day and you're stressed out and I just need to have a glass of wine. The Holy Ghost in Ephesians, God said, there's something that you can drink when you're stressed out. There's something that you can drink when you don't know what to do. There's a place to go when things are looking bad. Where you can be refreshed. Where you can be de-stressed. And they got drunk in Acts chapter 2. On the Holy Ghost. (laughs) If the devil can't keep you out of church, he'll try to make you ineffective. In your Christian walk. Tone it down. I noticed Paul, listen to this, stoned, thrown out of the city, dead. Notice the disciples who came and stood around him who had been persecuted. They didn't go, gee, he's out of style now. Uh, They don't like him. I I think I'll just back off. They came, stood around him, and they had something in them that brought the power of God into him. They were not wimpy. They were not washed up. They were not compromised. They were full of something called the Holy Ghost. And they came and just stood around him. And the power of God brought him back to life. And he stood up. Oh, to God for people who would stand around a faucet. When the enemy says, look. Look, look, maybe they're not doing something right. Look, they've been stoned. No. (laughs) They were full of the Holy Ghost. They're in Acts. Ephesians says, don't be drunk with wine. Where's drunk? Is drunk when you fall out of the car? Or is drunk when you start getting a buzz? Where's drunk? Well, you know... It's legal. It's okay. Well, so's pot in Colorado. So how about let's just smoke pot? Well, just a little. I can have just a little. Oh, okay, till you get a little buzz. Well, how about just a little cocaine? How about just a little heroin? Just a little. How about just a little? Just It's okay. Effect. Cause and effect. What are you looking for when you drink? Don't tell me that you drink alcohol for the taste. Whatever. (laughs) I grew up in a family. My grandfather, I saw my grandfather at four years old take a shotgun, come in our home drunk, and shoot my mother in the head six times with a shotgun. It misfired six times. How does that happen? Because my mom cried out to God and yelled, screamed, run. It left an effect on me. I saw person after person in my family given to alcohol. I have family members right now who are bound by alcohol. Right now. I saw my uncle shoot and kill my aunt. I didn't see it physically, but my uncle shot and killed my aunt drunk. My cousin killed a lady at 7-Eleven, robbing an 82-year-old woman, robbing 7-Eleven, drunk. 
See, there's a whole move right now. You say, are you just preaching against alcohol? I hope that's not what you walk away here with today. Because I'm telling you, what I'm preaching is this. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, the enemy is so mean. And what happens, it's like a fish hook with alcohol, with pot, with cocaine. I was, I was, when I got saved, I was an alcoholic. I started drinking in fifth grade as a little one to escape the hell on earth that was my home. I started drinking. I got saved at 15 years old. I couldn't quit drinking. I couldn't quit smoking uh, dope. I couldn't quit doing cocaine. I dropped out of school, run away from home. I was headed to Nashville, wanted to be a country singer to find something on this earth that was worth living for. And I'm telling you, when I, Jesus came into my heart, there was one little man who stayed after us for eight years. And when Jesus came into my heart, every void that had been so deep got filled. Oh, everything, I'm telling you, everything that I've been searching for in relationships, searching for in drugs, come on, yeah, Jesus, searching for, got filled. And then I was so hungry. I was so hungry. Somebody told me about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And my church said, don't ever let anybody touch you who prays in tongues. They'll give you something. <laughs> I didn't know it was something good. To them, it was something bad. And they said, you know, well, we asked for the Holy Ghost, whatever they say that is. We asked for it, and God didn't give it to me. And so that just must mean it's not for me. And I, when they said that, I thought, that's, I know that's not right, and I don't know why. Didn't bear witness. <laughs> thought, that's not right. Found out later this. One day I heard somebody preaching and they said, you know, if you ask for the Holy Spirit and he didn't give it to you and you don't believe that you receive it. They said, of course you're not going to get it. They said, if you ask to receive Jesus like that, you'd never get saved. Well, Jesus, if it's your will, save me. Well, I'm not saved. I guess it wasn't his will. No, no. <sighs> Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Those who believe, I love what that Ethiopian said there in Acts. Yeah. He said, he said, I, uh, uh, who was it? Peter. Yeah. No, it was Philip. Translated down there. Went down there. Philip went. The Holy Ghost said, talk to him. Says in Acts that he said to him. Where did he say it? In his spirit. He said, go down there. Somebody said the other day, are you saying God talks to me? Absolutely he does. By his spirit, God made this thing amazing. He, he recreated your spirit. And then he wants you to be baptized with power, with power, with an infilling. He wants an open door into things like Paul saw. <laughs> Where you don't have to get drunk. Unwind. The enemy's after our children. You say, oh, come on. We just want to be relevant. No. 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 A thousand times no. Yes, make the building great. Yes, do all the slides. Yes, do all that stuff. But the fixed points of the Holy Ghost, the new birth, 
healing, how he moves. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't go after the people who were mushy. They went after the ones with the power. Went after the ones with the power. And it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And it says this, and all the people that came were amazed. They were amazed at the language because they heard them all speak in their own languages. The Bible says we speak in tongues of men and of angels. So some of those languages were people where they were from, they heard them speaking. But then they saw something. They saw them look drunk. My friend, don't be satisfied with two minutes in the shower. Okay, I did it. I'm done. No! This church, these pastors came here full of God. These pastors came here with a vision and a plan from the Holy Ghost. These pastors were not first whatever. These pastors right here yielded themselves fully. And God said, I'm going to raise up. Not everybody will, he said, but there will be a remnant. There will be a church that will raise up and say, healing's for you today. There will be a church that will raise up and say, I'll yield to the Holy Ghost. And let me tell you what, sometimes you roll across the floor. Sometimes you look drunk. And it says in Acts that they looked drunk. (laughs) Say, well, I'm just... Not sure about that. Oh, what you're missing. We're not looking for a feeling. We're not looking for a manifestation. We come in to yield fully and completely to him and receive all that he is. And Ephesians said, don't be drunk with wine, but be ever be being filled with the spirit speaking. Amen. Oh, glory to God. This wine of the Holy Ghost will drive away stress. This wine of the Holy Ghost. When's the last time you felt all stressed out and went and reached for a wine glass? Instead, you sat down and prayed in tongues for an hour and a half. I watched those Kavanaugh hearings the other day. I was so stressed out, I was mean to the dog. Hello? I was just all stressed out after watching that. And how many know the devil will show himself, blow things up, make it look like we're the losers, we're the stupid ones. That's what's being proclaimed. Same demon as in Damascus. Same demon as in Jerusalem. Same demon right here. Right now in Washington. Right here in this country. Same spirit. We are of the ones. We are like Paul. We are the ones who stand around the thing that God said, I have a plan, and it looks like it de- it's dead. We're the ones who stand up. Amen. And we're the ones who don't compromise. This family did not compromise. This family stood the test when it looked like they were out. God called them here, and God's still using this family. We're not bowing. Holy Ghost gave me a song the other day. I love it. It's kind of rock. It's got some attitude to it. I can hear an electric guitar going. 
<laughs> it was before I flew with Leonard Skinner. Hallelujah. <laughs> God wants to use you. Don't bow down. Don't compromise. Don't bow down to the enemy. Let's finish. Amen. I know this is different today. I had something... You know, I, I wanted to teach on Psalms 91 this morning, and the Holy Ghost just wouldn't let me. And I said, God, I just kept hearing, for I know the plans that I have for Faith Family Fellowship. I know the plans that I have for that family. I know the plans that I have for this family. He knows the plans that he has for your children. I'll tell you what, don't back down. Don't compromise. Anything you compromise on, your kids will take it ten times further down the road. You compromise on drinking, your kids will take it 10 times further down the road. You compromise on doing drugs just a little, your kids will take it further. You compromise on just a little attitude towards the church, your kids won't be in church. Oh, that's so mean. Hallelujah. They stone Paul. Having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing that he'd been dead. Howbeit the disciples stood around him. He rose up and came into the city. He rose up and went back to work. He rose up, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. How can somebody who's just been stoned to death go to Derby the next day? Because the glory of God is greater than the plan that the enemy has. And anybody who'll stand up, hallelujah, God will pour his glory out. He'll pour his blessing out. He'll pour it out on us. Hallelujah. He rose up. He came in the city the next day, departed to Derby. And when they preached the gospel to that city, he had taught many. They returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in faith that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Be not deceived. Be not shocked, my beloved brethren, at this fiery trial which has come upon you. If you weren't doing anything, there wouldn't be any test. If you didn't have a hold of something, God wouldn't, uh, the enemy wouldn't be trying to take it away from you. They went again. And they when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. And after they passed throughout Poseidon and then came to Pamphylia and then they preached the word in Perga, they went to Italia and listened to this. And then they sailed to Antioch, which were, was where they started, which where they had been recommended by the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And when they came, they gathered the church together and they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles and there they abode a long, long time with the disciples. You notice what they didn't do. They didn't complain and whine. They didn't come whining, but they rehearsed all that God had done through them. They were not a noodle defeated little people. They were people with a backbone who stood up. Hallelujah. Listen to this. 
Ephesians 6.10. Finally! Everybody say, praise God, you're quitting. Hallelujah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Hallelujah. My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How do you be strong in the power of his might? You get filled with the Holy Ghost and you stay at it till you pray it out. The other day when that happened with Kavanaugh, I went and I prayed for an hour and a half till I had the victory, till I got in the presence of God, till it was washed away, till I was hearing from him again, till I, I didn't go get drunk, I didn't go get wine, I didn't go get a cigarette, I didn't go get pot, I got him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are realms and depths of the Holy Ghost that he wants to take you. He wants to take this church. You say, why are you at this this morning? Because this church was called in this city to be one that would yield fully to the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the faucet does. Whatever the faucet sets, whatever the faucet says will be the tone of the church. The faucet yielded. And you can have it all. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. <laughs> and in his might, what did Jesus say? You will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. In the power of his might, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. In the power of his might, put on the armor of God. What is that? That's the word. Put on righteousness. Put on healing. Hallelujah. For we, listen to this, for we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the word. Take that word and put it on you like you would armor. Take the word, hallelujah, that you may be able to withstand the evil in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. And he says, have your loins girt about with truth, have on righteousness, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take use your faith. Wherein you'll be able to quench every single stinking dart the enemy throws. And take the helmet of salvation, which is the word of God. And do what? Pray. Seventy people showed up this morning to pray in this church. Before church. Service one prayer. Seventy people. Do you know how hard it is to get seventy people in a church to show up to pray. Churches that are 5,000 don't have 70 people show up to pray. This church is different. This church has a different call. I commend you, church. I commend you. If I said what I said this morning to uh, a lot of churches, I'd be taken in the back room and chastised. I've had it happen. I'd be taken in the back room and said, we love you, but you're not coming back here. Because the faucet went from being a touch faucet to being less with the message. No, you got pastors who aren't compromising. Hallelujah. So what are you going to do with that? Pray. Pray with all prayer. And it is 728, and I'm closing. I mean, 1128. Amen.
I'm closing. With all prayer in the Spirit, what is that? Okay, praying in the Spirit, we know. I can't tell you why because I don't have time. It's praying in other tongues. But there's also in the Spirit. In the Spirit, that means don't just settle for, oh, yeah, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I did that once. I do that twice a week. No, there's a place where God wants you to live in the Spirit, to walk out everything that He has for you in the Spirit. There's a place that we as a city, okay, so does this, is this just for you? Absolutely. Is this for your kids? Absolutely. Is this for your family? Absolutely. Us for and no more? Yes, it's for you. But there's a call on this church. How come the enemy has shot this church so much? Because the call on this church, my friend, is, is great. Because what God wants to do in the city, because of Saturday church for the children. Every one of those children who come to Saturday church, whether you believe it or can see it, or whether it looks like it or not, their life is forever altered. Forever altered. When there's a whole group in hell... There will be those who heard in this church who will not be. Yeah, it's important. And then Paul said this, pray in the spirit. Watch with all perseverance. And for me, the utterance may be given to me. How, what a humble man. He didn't trust in himself. He didn't trust in the visions. Paul said, I got to hear from the Holy Ghost too. He said, pray for me. Now, I've heard your pastor say, pray for me that we'll, have, we'll do exactly what the will of God. We'll say exactly what he once said today. That's a good faucet. Hallelujah. That's a good faucet. And a and I've called and I've set this place in a place of rande, a place of affluence, a place of victory, a place of joy, a place where you could come and receive all that I have for you, says the Lord. A place where you could know the full plan, not just a part. Oh, in the Mongregate Bala Ekase, and the enemy had tried from the beginning to come this way and that way and this way and that way. Oh. You had a man who would stand, who would not quit, who would not give up, and who would not just sit, but one who would enter in and say, God, I'll have all that you have. I'll be and do. Oh, and I will not be sad, but I'll rise up in the power, and I'll take it this hour. And and many lives were affected and changed. But there is still much more to gain. So don't stay on the outside, but enter in fully. Come in and receive all. And don't worry about that outside bully. Because I have a place beside me, oh, where you'll receive grace. And you'll see my eyes. And you'll see what I see. Oh, and Moses say, much shall be accomplished for the kingdom of God. So rise up in the power this hour. Rise up in the spirit. And don't be afraid. No compromise. Shake it in a masakea. Shake it off. 
off into the ground. Shake it off. Oh, for that's where that needs to be found. And rise up in the spirit. Shena mangre asolor. Nami anto te la kiseke. Yep. Yeah. Much change. Much change. Change. Akishe. Hmm. Much change. Yes, there's going to be some changes. Change, change, change. But don't be a Krista Manere. Don't be afraid of change. Change is good as long as you do it led by the Spirit in His name. And don't bashena. Don't bajeta No, we know the plan. We contend with heaven for the plan. We don't fight against our pastor and we don't fight against a man. We don't fight against them. We fight for the plan. We fight with the spirit. We fight with the sword. We fight with the word. Woo! Not just for your pastor. I heard him say, but for your children. Ha, 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 too. For it's a mojige. It's a gift and it's a calling that the Holy Ghost has sent to you. Oh, yeah, that's it right there. That's it. I heard him say this. You'll hear about many who will fall. Ah, many who will be discouraged and many who won't follow the way that you go at all. But don't be discouraged and don't be dismayed. Oh. <laughs> For I, the Holy Ghost, am standing around you this day. Trust me and pray out the plan and there will be much vision given and you will stand. Trust me and majige, frustration, let it go. Pray for the faucet. Pray for the faucet. Surround the faucets. Surround the staff, surround the family, surround the faucet. No, 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 e e words, words, words spoken, words fly, words. No, no, no. I like this, I don't know, no, no. No, the plan, the plan, the plan, for I know the plan, the plan. Abajane, this is what you do, the plan, the plan, the plan of God. God, the plan for this church, the plan for this church. You gave us a faucet with a message. You gave us a faucet who will let it flow. You gave us a faucet, and we surround that faucet. We surround him. Oh, sobre de Oh, thank you, Lord. You say, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, that might sound really strange. <laughs> it's not. It's what we do. We're not First Baptist. We're not First Methodist. The faucet's wide open here. Let's go. Sabaniana. What do you do with your kids? We're not the ones who just go, well, okay, sarah, sarah. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Nambanjende gela bashete. I surround my child with the word. Okay, I got to quit. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I have never, I just want you to know, I've never preached this before. 
I've never come into a church this strong either before. But God said do it today because there's something at stake here for this city and this place and our nation. God's calling people right now who know how to pray to take their place for our nation. And this church has always had the nation at your heart. Who gets called to Washington with President Reagan? <laughs> who, who does that? To you guys, that's real normal. You know, I was looking at the gifts yesterday that we, we got. I don't get gifts at churches like this. Do you know how unusual this place is? You've got pastors who have such integrity, such a, a vision of really God's blessing in prosperity and you rising up. And let me tell you something. What's on them gets on you. I am really quitting. 